Welcome to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody, the podcast for business owners who want to attract, train, and manage multi-million dollar sales teams. Mike Mark is the founder and Cody Morris is the client success director of CoachingSales.com, a sales consultancy that helps business owners get off the phone and go from six to seven figures in under six months. And now, here's your hosts, Mike and Cody. A lot of people don't know that uh, Clara and I have a long history together. Uh-huh. And uh, so Clara is someone I actually like vividly remember where I was when I enrolled you into oh, really? the, yeah, I was in the park in Lake Eola in downtown Orlando. Uh, and like you were having the like kind of last minute nerves uh, before getting going in traffic and funnels. And then uh-huh. uh, we sorted it, we handled it and then you jumped in and, and the journey there was fun and it's been fun throughout kind of, this is now our, third time working together i know um, it was that first enrollment was so amazing i'm still surprised you were able to enroll me i was so skeptical <laughs> <laughs> i know i remember i remember you being like uh you know my goal is to get to to what was it seven thousand dollars a month seven and a half thousand dollars in a month i'm like eight thousand oh, because that would be a hundred thousand in a year and that was so amazing <laughs> yeah now here you are, you know, we're doing 20 some odd in a week. So it's pretty cool uh-huh. to see that journey and, and how big of a transformation yeah. it's been. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I know like one of the things too, I definitely want to talk about with you while we're here is uh, some of the challenges we had in getting you off the phones the first time that we had tried working together, what's shifted. Yeah. Cause I think that's going to be particularly something that would really serve the people here. Um, So I guess for starters, just give the people kind of a a general introduction as to who you are, what you do, and sort of how that has evolved from that first conversation and where you were there to kind of where you are now. Thank you. That's three years. (laughs) Long story. I started out actually with a different offer because in my mind, it has to be a professional thing, right? It was fun, but I couldn't get it to the cold enrolling. I started all over and then I saw somebody else doing dating and I thought, wow, that's fun if you can do dating like this. So that was literally three years ago to the day that I started my dating offer on the 11th of May. Wow. Yeah, I think it was the day I enrolled the first client into it. And it has been such a journey to really, um, you know, that whole enrollment procedure to get that going, to get the right women on the phones to really see my niche. I love working with CEOs, women in a C-suite level, but to actually have the guts to stand for that and go for that was the whole thing. Um, and actually your emails have really helped Mike. I wanted to say that here. People That's awesome. read those emails from Mike and do what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, any like one or two things that really you took? Well, this one was one thing, right? To really niche down and be very clear about who you're working for and get your marketing dialed in. That was one of the things that I got from there. Another thing, um, what was it again? Like you need a system, not a guru, right? They shouldn't be coming for me. They should be coming for a system. Yes. So to really systemize what I'm doing and talk about it in that way. Got that from you? <laughs> Love it. Uh, and for anyone who's here with us and, and you're listening, just to kind of give you an idea as to what, what Clara meant on those two things, it's like, it's everyone knows that you need to have a niche or that you need to to have an avatar that's clearly defined. It's just taking it to that level of specificity that oftentimes we don't do. And I know it, with you, you made some shifts even like, because initially it was, you know, I help women find love or, or find the love of their life, which your academy mm-hmm. is the Love for Life Academy. Um, and then how have you taken that and narrowed it even further 
from that point where it was just generally women. And now yeah. I know you've kind of niched down even more. Yeah. Well, as I said, to really specifically name the CEO, see the CEO before me in everything that I do, that has been very important and so much fun because I'm the CEO myself now. <laughs> so yeah. that really fits on all level, you know, we CEOs and to be able to speak from that space. So that's been really fun. But what's also so much fun is just, you know, trusting myself more. My approach to dating is different from what everybody else is doing. All my clients tell me that, like, wow, what we learn here is so different. And just to trust that more. And I think that that does come over time, right? Just to really trust what I am doing and that it don't try to be like everybody else. So... In moving into a system and a CEO uh, type of role, right, where it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like, I feel like sometimes when you're the coach, right, and you're the self-employed coach, especially, which a lot of the people in here are going to mm-hmm. be in that sort of realm. And I know that you, in coming to the live event, really made a big distinction between what it is to be the self-employed coach and what it is to be the CEO role. And then having clarity on those roles and, and sometimes you evolve and you move between them, but you know the mm-hmm. role boundaries more clearly. Um, what were some of those challenges that you found in navigating those boundaries and specifically moving more into a process and moving more into stepping into your CEO power? I think for me, Mike, the biggest thing was uh, to have a, a vision of, of leadership, what kind of leader I wanted to be. I come from a time when you know, leaders were very authority figures, which is not my style. So mm-hmm. that was always friction. And one of the things I loved at the events was when you demonstrated that daily huddle. That was a turning point for me. I remember before I was a bit like, well, CEO, it makes me sound much more money, but will it be more fun? And then you demonstrate the daily huddle with Cody and the team. And I was like, oh, wait, this is what I want. Yeah. And our daily huddles now, they are the highlights of the day for me, my team, all of us love it. Yeah, it's interesting too. They like... So many of the people that we work with, when it comes to huddles, they resist it, they resist it, they resist it. But then once they do it, it almost becomes very grounding in a way. Like that's yeah. sort of your anchor to everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing. The connection it gives, the support, you know, in the dating space, there's a lot of emotions going around, right? When you do an enroll and then somebody doesn't enroll and you feel, you know, the pain that's behind her that touches you deeply. So to have a space where you can really be supported for all those things in our, in our business, that's really important. And we have that now with each other. And that's so lovely. It's true. It's unique too with the, the dating space because people are bringing so many stories to it. And oftentimes yeah. when they're going through the sales process with you guys, they're reliving a lot of deeply traumatic experiences or they're projecting those deeply traumatic experiences into the future. And that's partly why they're working with you at the end of the day, but it's also why they're stuck in, in the first place. And so it's so easy as the enrollment coach and in order like to guide someone through that, sometimes it's easy to get sold on those stories and, and to meet them where they are instead of standing for that potential that they have. Um, and then it's easy as well to take those emotions and then like, I I feel like a lot of people in enrollment tend to be empaths and as an empath, you really carry those emotions. And then it like, Mm -hmm. it starts to do something to you in a way where if you don't have support mechanisms, uh, it could, it could really become something that almost is, uh, is dangerous, especially to the enrollment and your like personal well-being at at times. Yeah, it's it's very intense process. And then a system is so important, right? Both the support and the system to really know what you're doing on the call and to know to go in deeply, but not to go in too deeply. 
Yeah. And yeah, to yeah. keep your eye on what's going to happen. I just, before we went on the call, I opened Facebook and I just read the post of one of my clients. Me, my heart is pounding when I think of us this morning. Him, mine too. <laughs> Love that. That's cool. You know, uh, this is uh, such a big thing. When the women find the courage to start sending these direct messages and then seeing that the man actually like it. And when we keep focused on that, right, the change that we're bringing, then it becomes so much easier to deal with all the challenges. That's cool. Um, hey, I like that. Uh, Katie and Natalie are both here. They're both on your team and both hey. of them said, our Hi, daily huddles are Hi, amazing Natalie. and I love our huddles. Um, and so I guess, one of the questions I have for you is what do you feel like, cause I know you've tried to hire enrollment coaches before, and I know that in those situations, very often you weren't doing huddles. What mm -hmm. did you feel like now that you've been able to see the difference? Like what were you missing out on or what, what were the, the problems that were occurring without the huddles that maybe you couldn't see that now you have them, you can start to see more clearly. Yeah. Good question. It was of course more than the huddles. Um, you know, I, I tend to, to want to have everything good, right? And then there were these little things that you have to agree upon, like, for instance, very practical things when somebody makes an enrollment, but it's uh, a split pay. Do you pay the rep everything up front or just half? Mm -hmm. Little things, but I would get upset over it, right? And then you have those frictions and they just build up. And just I feel having Cody and all of you behind me, it's such, a, you know, so grounding. It's just a solid ground on which we can, you know, come with all our emotions and intensity. So that's one thing that I think is really different. Another thing is, of course, I'm in a very different place. I'm much more clear on what we're doing. The system is up. But also with those huddles, um, you know, it's much quicker and much more fun if I see that Natalie or Katie is, is just slightly getting off track and too enthusiastic about one thing, forgetting another thing. It's, we have such a direct connection also with the Slack. So I see it quickly. I can help them, you know, re, recalibrate. And it's fun, you know, so much support. Um, have you noticed a difference also in having, you know, where you went through our process now, which is, mm -hmm. I know in the past you would normally bring on one coach and try to get them going and mm -hmm. then it wouldn't work out. And you'd kind of find yourself in a situation where it's like, shoot, I got to try this over again. Have you mm -hmm. noticed a difference in bringing on multiple people and having that process? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just your thoughts there. Yeah. Thank you. I'd almost forgotten. <laughs> Absolutely, because I think Moose proposed six to me in the end. And four of them were just not a good fit, right? And then it's so amazing to not have to go all the way with them and try and try to make it work, but you know, it doesn't work. But to actually be able to say, sorry, but this isn't working. And then there's somebody else. I mean, it's really amazing. It's, it's interesting because, you know, had that, that not been the case, it's so easy for mm -hmm. ourselves to get caught up and then keep trying yeah. to make it work yeah. when it doesn't yeah. work. And yeah. I, I imagine there's a lot of parallels even yeah. with your clients and dating, right? Like yeah. if you only have one so person, then yeah. it's like you're going to try to make a, a toxic yeah. relationship healthy yeah. as opposed to just finding a healthy relationship yeah. from the start. Yeah, absolutely true. And <laughs> yeah. Scarcity. Scarcity is yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, Moose is amazing, right? The people he found for me, really amazing. And I'm so aware, right, that lots of what you were doing and what most of the coaches, coaches are doing is rooted in business, B2B. So um, that has often been a struggle for me, right? That the people that I would ask help with, they had never enrolled in the relationship space. 
But, you know, Cody has that experience. You have some experience there. Moose was amazing in tuning in and seeing who would be a fit. So we're I'm totally enthusiastic about you. Love it. Um, and I, th- I do think that there is a big thing of, of what we've talked about. And I, maybe you mentioned it earlier in the interview, but we didn't get to highlight mm-hmm. it in the level of depth that I wanted to. But it's the selling of the process, right? And, yeah. and having a clearly documented system that solves the problem, yeah. right? So it's not that Clara solves the problem and Clara is amazing yeah. at the problem. So now that when I talk to Clara's enrollment specialist, I'm disappointed. It's that... Clara has built the system and this system solves my problem and that it makes your results repeatable and makes your results scalable. And then it, it's interesting because it allows other people to sell your product for you as well as it allows other people to deliver your product for you, which are both big differences. And it's hard sometimes like when you built the product and when it's your name on the building it's very easy to get caught up in that sense of like, but this is mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I don't know if you have experienced these emotions, but a lot of the coaches that we work with do experience these emotions. I know I personally experience these emotions, which is when I would see people celebrating like team members sometimes in the very beginning phases and they wouldn't, they wouldn't say like, thanks, Mike, or like, oh my God, Mike, mm-hmm. so, so amazing. It was like, uh-huh. I built this. You don't see that. And I, I would almost feel threatened. And I had to rewire my brain to where it was like, if they don't even know that I exist, that's the greatest compliment, right? Because that means the system mm-hmm. really works. And if they're celebrating all my team members, that's also the greatest compliment because that means yeah. we as a team are cohesive and powerful, not just me as this individual that's trying to gain my significance, mm-hmm. but rather like we're a team moving towards a, a unified direction. I, did you experience any of that? Not yet. I don't Not think yet. I'm quite at that level yet of being invisible. But I do remember it was really a very impressive moment that um, we were really building up, right? They, they needed some time, Natalie and Katie, to really get into it. But you could really feel that energy building, the confidence building, the skill building. So I remember one night going to sleep and really feeling like, you know, I I hope the first enrollment comes tonight. But if it doesn't, it's okay because I know it's coming. And then I woke up and Katie had enrolled the first client. And within 24 hours, Natalie enrolled the second. And I thought that was such a... So telling, right? It's not just the person, but it's a system. The system was ready. All three of us were ready. And then it just clicked. And that was our 25K in five days, right? That's so cool. Um, Oh, yeah. And what I wanted to say, sorry, was that actually Natalie pointed out to me, like, Clara, you created a system now that that works for us. And I was repeating it the whole day afterwards. Like, yeah. Create a system, create a system. <laughs> it's so cool. It's a, it's a strange feeling. And you know what? I think that uh, you described something just there where you talked about feeling it building up. And uh-huh. it's interesting because with a lot of clients that we work with, um, it's, it looks like a light switch goes off when the thing works, mm-hmm. right? But what happens is is you're stacking these, like yeah. you stack one piece, yeah. then you stack another piece. Yeah. And it's not until all of the parts are in there that the thing works, right? Because yeah. uh, the way I like to describe a sales call is it's like a good movie or a good song. A good movie or a good song uh-huh. is the sum of the parts, right? It's It's got yeah. prosody, so everything is in its yeah. right place. And a, a good enrollment call works that way where it's got prosody. Yeah. And... It's weird because in the the initial phases of training, a lot of people think like, we've started training, why am I not seeing results right away? But Mm -hmm. it's almost like this night and day effect occurs when the training hits. It stacks, it stacks, it stacks, it stacks, and then it's like, boom, now it's on. Yeah. Yeah, I still recognize that. And that is like day two too, of course, right? how I work with my clients, like, I just can't find the mom. And you have to stack, stack, stack. And then suddenly, 
as you say, boom, there he is. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like the it feels like the circuit completes. That's the best way to put it. Is it's almost like a circuit, right? And there's these missing parts of the circuit, and you put one part in, and then it's like, okay, well, the current can go a little bit further. Then you put the Uh other part in, and it can go a little bit further. And then once that last piece comes in, it's like, boom, the light turns on. Uh, It's really pretty fascinating to feel that, and it's nerve wracking in that phase, especially as after you're two, three weeks in. And you've been really putting your time and energy and consistency in it. And paying a lot of ads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's really uh, quite a shift to feel. And it's, yeah. uh, it's a, an emotional journey that sometimes uh, it's hard to know what it's going to be like until you're really yeah. in it. And you're, yeah. you're, you're five grand into ads and no sales yet. And you're seeing deals that you could have gotten yeah. Right. You're seeing it like I would have, that's an enrollable one. Uh, I didn't look at that this time. That was different too. I haven't listened to a single call. You didn't listen to a single call? No. No. How much better did that feel? Amazing. It saves yeah. a lot of time. I hated listening to the calls because you get that feeling like, oh, if they have to do this, you know. But we have amazing communication. So I feel that I know what's happening. I really trust Cody to listen to whatever needs to be listened to. Saves me a lot of time, of course. And it also meant that was a big difference too, Mike. I remember that when I was working before with salespeople, I would get so obsessed with helping them that I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be enrolling myself anymore. I would be taking calls, but I would not be in the right space anymore. And this time I was able to keep enrolling. Actually, I started enrolling even better. Well, Nathan and Natalie and Katie were on. So that was different too. Yeah. Uh, what did I want to say? I forgot. Uh, it was about not listening to the calls. The, yeah. I, one question about the, the not listening to the calls, because I know in the past, like a thing that we commonly see, and I, sometimes I don't know how to describe this to people, because it's almost like you have to go through this process and feel these emotions to know what's right and what's wrong. Um, uh-huh. Because what feels right is wrong and what feels wrong is right. And it's, that's what makes it confusing is because the process is counterintuitive. But like what you described of, I would listen to the calls in the previous situations. Mm-hmm. Then I would want to support the salespeople. Mm-hmm. And then almost like that, that overarching trying to support then eats the salesperson's certainty mm-hmm. and it eats your own certainty too. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that starts to compound between you guys. And then, yeah. then our effect is like, Oh, if I just lean in and keep trying to train harder and do more yeah. training yeah. that suddenly it's going to create the shift yeah. and it's counterproductive. No. Yeah. And, yeah. and then here, this situation you described, you know, you're able to pull out, you're able to kind of like allow it to happen. And then it yeah. naturally does with the right amount yeah. of support. It's incredibly different. I, now we're talking about it. I'm also realizing that I used to panic really, right? When the new rep wasn't enrolling, I used to panic. Like, where is this going? Now I felt so much trust, you know, I trusted Cody, you. If they say we are okay, we're okay. And I could just be supporting, you know, my people. Just like if something needs to be said, somebody else will do it. I can just support them. Yep. And yep. that's such a good feeling. And what happens is, is what we talked about too at the, the intensive, right? It's like, because that's how you're showing up is now I get to support my people. You're creating an environment of safety yeah. and trust yeah. and you're showing up yeah. consistently and then that gives them the certainty that they need in order to actually start enrolling. So then once it clicks, it clicks. And uh, just one thing to, to comment on, I think this is really powerful, is Natalie said, I can honestly say that this is the best sales job ever. Right, right here in the comments. She said, you know, not only working for Clara, but having the training from Coding and Mike, it's the best sales training I've ever had so far um, from the sales rep's point of view. And it keeps me highly motivated and engaged. It's amazing work that you guys are doing. And uh, it's cool that, I mean, for you, it's got to be an amazing feeling when you can see your team members say like, this is the best sales role I've ever had. You know, it's, but that comes off of the safety 
it comes off the trust and it comes off the consistency that you're the way you're showing up as a supporting role as opposed to this micromanaging that the the tension that you described of that occurred oh they want this but uh, and you, you know that, that's not there and so now you get the environment and the benefits that come out of it yeah and I think as what the, as you're describing it, what's really important is that my own enrollment skills have really upped over time. Also, the queers has niched down in the marketing and everything, you know, from all sides. So I have this feeling like, you know, if it isn't all roses, right? After that first amazing week, there is some tough times again. But I kept feeling like, yeah, but if there's really a problem, I'll just take a few calls myself again. And, you know, yep. it isn't really a problem. And that, that certainty is also really important. Yeah, and when, when we do the other thing, right, that overtraining, that leaning in to try and create, like, the result and force the result, then we lose our own certainty more and more. Yeah. Uh, it's really a... a nerve-wracking place to be and sometimes yeah. you almost like it's it's sad in some ways because a lot of people will go to that place and then they yeah. just throw out the whole entire business and they say yeah oh you know th it's the market it's the niche it's mm -hmm. the it's this thing oh the to heck with this business it's more headache than it's worth and they were doing really powerful work and they were doing really important work but then they throw it out because they've lost so much confidence and like we see this too because we see the salesperson's mm -hmm. perspective more than most. Uh, mm -hmm. We see when that happens, sometimes people can like the sales rep psyched out completely mm -hmm. and the sales rep loses certainty in themselves. They mm -hmm. lose confidence and we see that downward spiral goes really far sometimes. And, and both from the business owner and sales rep perspective, it's like going into that space. It's, I don't know, it's not fun for anyone, you know? It's such a different, right? If you could take the downward spiral or the upward spiral, yeah. the end point is totally different. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. it's just these little micro decisions. It's not yeah. this massive thing. Yeah. It's just these subtleties yeah. that, that occur and they stack up along the way. Yeah. And it starts to create that momentum and that momentum yeah. starts to be in your favor instead of against yeah. you. Yeah, it's a it's a really neat process. And what what have you been discovering now that you're spending more time uh, evolving into you know CEO Clara? Yeah, actually, I was totally surprised by what I discovered. I thought now I will do all my my marketing things, you know, the things I never got around to. But actually what happened was I discovered all those things in my life that I had been pushing aside all the time. Thinking, oh yeah, not now, I need to do this first. For three years, right? <laughs> so my home was a mess. My personal life, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was a mess, but there was a lot of things that really needed attention. So it was actually very overwhelming the first two weeks that I wasn't on the calls. It was like all of those things suddenly started asking my attention. <laughs> it, it was shocking. <laughs> but now it's two weeks later and my house is painted. I had a professional cleaning group, clean the whole thing, organized, professional organizer. No, so everything, I've been taking care of it now. I look 10 years younger. I feel 10 years younger. So that was the first thing that happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It it's interesting because uh when the calls disappear, it's such a big void. Yeah. It's such a big void, right? Like it's almost like your calendar, you're like, what do I do with myself now? Well, that was not the problem in my case. Yeah. <laughs> it just came overwhelmed. It was like it's soon to be, oh but this needs attention, this needs attention. You know, all the different areas of my life. I also discovered like, you know, more money coming in also means more money is coming out, going out. Mm -hmm. And my credit cards were not up to that. So that was, okay, you know, that needs to be sold. 
I knew that for a year that needed to be sold, but now it's a problem. So, you know, different things, all areas, they all needed attention. But it's so good because, you know, those things are on your mind all the time, even as you keep pushing them away. And now it's like, yeah, they're being taken care of. And now I'm finding space for it to really tighten the marketing up and do the things I thought I would do straight away. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you almost say you took care of everything at home first and then now you get to go yeah. into that. Um, do, you, do you find... Um, I know a lot of times people, when they're going through the process, and I know maybe you may have felt this early on, so I'm curious to hear sort of your journey and your uh, discoveries with your relationship to building a team. And specifically, I remember at the live mm-hmm. event, you, you brought it up and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want to have a team. So mm-hmm. what has that journey been? What were some of the sort of uh, almost the... the the issues that you had prior when you were building teams and maybe some of the traumas or the mis- misguided beliefs or beliefs that you held that were limiting you and then how have they shifted and what has been the outcome there? Yeah, great question. I get a bit of red cheeks, right? I had this belief, <laughs> employees don't work. They just want money, they don't work. I hate to say it, but that was my belief. And of course, I was attracting those people, right? It's, that's how it works. Not always, by the way. There were great people too. But when that belief is there, it somehow always ends up that way. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now is so far from that. So far from that. You know, when I had a bit of struggle getting the calendar filled, Katie and Natalie were so supportive. Like, you know, we just want to be here. We trust you. So it's totally different and yeah, brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's so easy too. Cause like when you do have these misadventures with building a team, uh-huh. some of the first times it's so easy to just say, ah, to heck with it. It's easier to do it myself or I'm going to do it myself cause it's faster or it's uh-huh. more efficient. I don't have to pay anyone. And, um, have you noticed that now also like having the team has made the actual work you're doing more enjoyable and more meaningful because you get to share the wins with people and that like the the celebrations are no longer you almost in a way celebrating them yourself, but it's like a collective. I was a bit on a dead end, right? And that's not a nice feeling that there was no real future except just, I think I've literally done enrollment calls every week for three years in a row. I never took a holiday for more than a week and often not even a week. And if I'd go on holiday, I'd just keep doing calls, right? It's, it's a dead end. You can do that for some time, but you don't want to do that forever. So that's a huge shift. And yeah, sharing it, it's, it is great. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I also meant like with the client wins, right? So when you watch like yeah. the clients get the wins and you get to go share yeah. them with your team, I, I feel yeah. like it's a completely different feeling. Yeah, that's true. It's like seeing them with new eyes again. Mm-hmm. I've gotten used to them, right? And then these new people are like, wow. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is really amazing. Yeah, yeah, you almost forget because yeah. it's so second nature to you just these like the miracle that is occurring in the work that we're doing and then once you kind of wake up to it it's like the same thing for us it's like oh yeah i mean it's just like an additional 50 grand a month in like two months what a big deal that's not that big of a deal and then it's like someone from the outside is like wait you just said what and you're like oh my goodness yeah yeah wild to see your own work sometimes with that fresh set of eyes yeah um well with Respect to the team, what are now like the beliefs or the things that you find yourself thinking that have replaced some of those, those previous beliefs that, you know, employees are just, they just want money. Like what, what now do you find yourself sometimes that pops up? Um, 
what comes up now is just I, I love working with these people. Yeah. Uh, and what comes up is together we can get so much further, right? It's very classical, but I do feel that together we can get so much further. I, th I am really a person who loves expansion. I think that's why I never totally gave up. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I was kind of trying to um, sell on the webinar, which was fun too, but then you run into other problems. <laughs> There's always problems, right? But that motivated me actually to go back to high ticket, uh, the classical way, and then um, to just really tweak it, right, step by step, and stop thinking that the golden thing will come, which is tweak, tweak, tweak. And then when it was really started to click and my enrollment rate went up and the calls were much more fun because all of them were qualified. You know, then I kept thinking of you <laughs> and like, I do want to go to the next step and I just don't want to stay here. Um, I'm curious because I know in your case, you wanted to come to the live event prior to, to mm -hmm. deciding, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Um, what, I guess, what happened at the live event that made you feel like, oh, okay, it's time? For me, it was the other way around. I knew it was time. Mm. But I wanted to be sure that you all felt it was time. Ah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, I, it's interesting because like before when I was prepping for the interview, I, I said this to Adriana. I was just like, um, I think had you not come to the event, I don't think it would have worked out at the same level it has because I think that mm -hmm. like I very vividly remember looking and like seeing there's a few moments. One was mm -hmm. when you saw the purpose of what you were doing in that mm -hmm. fresh eyes again. And you like mm -hmm. really got like, okay, this is what it's about all over again, almost. And then mm -hmm. the other moment was when you did the huddle and you're mm -hmm. like, I want a yeah. team. Cause it like, you said that early in the yeah. thing. It's like, I don't yeah. know if a team's for yeah. me. And then when she did the huddle, I was like, yeah. I could do this. Yeah. And that was such a big difference. And I think that yeah. uh, it's made it like all the difference in our work together. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I don't think I would have gotten that idea, you know, what is really about the huddle, if I hadn't seen that live there. Yeah. I'm so glad. And it was just in time before the whole Corona thing. I think it was, I was back one week and then all the flights started to be canceled. So I was wow. so happy I was there in time. And that's, that brings up actually a, a really interesting question. Like what was going through your mind? Because I mean, you're building your team and expanding your business and then it's all in the middle of Corona. So that was something. Yeah. What was going on then? And, and what were the, the things oh, that kind of that became aware of? The first thing that came up was, you know, Moose introduced these people. It felt so good. I was really feeling like this is going to work. I've tried it so often. It didn't work before. Now it's going to work. And then Corona hit. Dating, right? People needing to meet each other. So my first thought was, see, something always comes up to destroy it. Mm. But then it was a very conscious choice. Like, you know, that is an old belief. I'm not going there. And I think it was one of the scariest things I do, did in my life to spend all that money on Facebook ads, people who are not enrolling yet, in Corona time, and to really believe in it. But what I did, what really helped me was, you know, all my networks of people who are also into high ticket and reading every post of somebody who was enrolling and getting it paid in full and... You know, that I kept tuning into that. It is possible. It is possible. And then I think two or three weeks, and I wasn't enrolling either those first weeks of Corona. But then it started with me doing like a smaller enrollment, smaller program. And from there, you know, building up the trust again. But it, it took something. Yeah. 
I imagine. And uh, I imagine, like, with the team, too, you probably felt it on the meetings, even that little tension that was there. Um, And again, like, sometimes I feel like I, I, I beat this thing to death, but it's like, without the huddle, if that tension's existing and you don't have that consistent mm-hmm. cadence to to have that contact, yeah. to have that communication. It's like, it turns into something that we don't necessarily want it to become. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what has been really helpful is seeing my clients actually getting amazing results. Our results during Corona are better than before. They were always good. Clients are really thankful for what we're doing, finding their partners. But during Corona, I think because the need is so big, but we also, the way I teach dating, actually it doesn't make much difference whether you have to social distance or not. We're really good at the dating apps. Dating is one of the areas which has gone online already, of course, before Corona. So... Seeing that and seeing the clients getting such amazing results also gave me a lot of confidence to just keep going. It's interesting. I mean, like uh, something that we could perceive as like, oh, that's the end or like this is going to totally take it out. Uh, And then here it is. It's like from the other perspective, like the problem that you're helping people solve is in a lot of ways, at least one part of the problem, there's more parts to the problem, I know for sure, but one part of the problem is loneliness, right? And that feeling yeah. like like I, yeah. I don't have that connection, I don't have that companionship that I really want and that I, like, I feel like I need in order to feel like, to enjoy my life at the level I know I could. And uh, that loneliness is only amplified by social distancing. And so with that amplification, it's like your, the work becomes even more important, not only to you, yeah. but to them. Yeah. And then and their results the man, get even better. Right? And, yeah, and to the man, yeah. Yeah. So the man too are, you know, having time, having time, not being busy with everything and time to feel, wow, maybe I would like a stable relationship. So from all sides and tuning into that, And, you know, for me, creating value for my clients is so important, seeing them happy. So that was, of course, one of my doubts with Corona. Can I still make them happy? But then seeing it happen really helped to keep doing it. And it's given me incredible confidence, you know. If we can deal with Corona, start a team during Corona, I can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, so true. And that's, I mean, we're blessed to be working in the type of business that we have where we can deliver it remotely. We can work with our clients remotely and, and that, uh, the thing doesn't have to stop. And in fact, that you can grow through crisis and that's really a testament to the power of the type of business that we're running. Yeah. And for those things, it is essential to be part of a bigger community. When you're just on your own, I don't think I could have done that. But, you know, my own networks, having you all behind me, all of that together, then they keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, and and it's interesting, right? Because, like, for us, for it, like, I think that that first week that Corona hit, Mm -hmm. a lot of buying slowed because people were kind of like, I Mm -hmm. need to get my bearings as to what's happening. But then after it it was like, it was like a week or two weeks after it hit, then everyone's just like, well, let's just keep doing whatever we're going to do. And then they just kept like buying like normal. And then at that point it was like, we saw all our clients start having record months and it was crazy. Um, And then it's like, everybody is sitting there uh, with their limited data set. Uh-huh. Right, so because they only know their business, and we uh-huh. get sort of the back ends of all of them, and we're coming to them like, "Hey, guys, like we're seeing this over yeah. here, like yeah. this thing's going," and then like, "Okay, okay," and then their momentum would start to pick up, and and it was like almost yeah. this cascading effect across. Yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing time to live through. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, it's like a this is one for the textbooks, you know, in all the history yeah. books around the world, this is going to be yeah. in it and we've lived through it. And 
grown through it. So it's a really cool moment. Um, yeah. And for me, you know, one of my clients who actually got into a relationship a few months before Corona, then decided to lock down with her new partner. Oh, wow. And then to, to, you know, read her posts saying we had our crises, but with the tools I learned with Clara, you know, we were able to deal with it. And now we actually, now things are lighting up. We are saying to each other, we don't want to part again. We want to seriously live together. You know, those things are so amazing to hear back. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Let's see if we have any questions. Uh, anyone have any questions for Clara? Let's see. If you guys do, put your questions in. What's up, Joe? Um, yeah, I'd like to take at least a couple minutes to hit a few questions if you guys have any Um Overall, though, I mean, I, it's been very fun to watch your journey and to watch it over such mm-hmm. a, an extended timeline. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just that. Uh, You've seen it longest of all. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. The very it's so first fun moment. To watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fun. And uh, just you are really tenacious in your pursuit of the building of what you want and you hold the vision really clearly and uh it's don't get me wrong you still have your doubts you still have your fears you still have the beliefs that come up but you're willing to observe them and like one thing i think that you do really well is you don't think that you're your thoughts your thoughts and you are separate and so you have the ability to detach and suspend your thought and then observe it and then qualify like is this belief true? Is this thing serving me? And and is this really my belief or is it just something that's existing? And you can yeah. let go of those things that are, are not serving you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, of course. And overall, I mean, the the next phases that, that we'll have here in terms of going through it, it's like, the sales team's going to grow. Then we're going to start to see how your time starts to go into different components and, and mm-hmm. shifting into that CEO role more and more and more to where, you know, first you got to build the team that can get the work done. Then you have to build the team that then can build the team, which is a whole nother mm-hmm. set of problems. And uh, it's a, a fun set of problems, but it's... I'm a, not ready to go there yet. Yeah, yeah, no, but you got to know where the <laughs> Maybe next thing in a year is. it will be different. Yeah. Or in half uh, you, year, You'll be knows? surprised. I mean, I think you move pretty fast. So, you know, once you know what's the on the other side, I think you get there uh-huh. faster. So, but yeah, you, uh, you go from here to then, you know, now you've nailed your system. So it's the system that solves the problem. You've got your people enrolling for you, you know, gradually. And this might be the next challenge is letting go of some of the coaching. And then it's like, oh my goodness, but the people are paying to coach with me and I'm the one that's doing this coaching. But then when you really lean on the system, it's like the system's doing the work and people aren't paying to work with you. They're paying for an outcome. And if the outcome can reliably happen without you, that's just a testament to the power of the system that you've built. And then who knows? That, is it that cruise time? Like yeah. Then you'll have a clean house. Maybe take a cruise. Who knows what's next? <laughs> well, if I take a cruise, I'll be the skipper. <laughs> That's one of my dreams to sail yeah? a sailing yacht across the Atlantic. Wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Um, it's coming closer and closer. We're getting there. Um, appreciate you taking the time if anyone wants to find out more about you and the work that you're doing, where would they be able to find you? Facebook. Yep. Um, and so overall, uh, aside from there, do you have a website? Do you have anything where you'd want them to check out or pretty much just on Facebook? It's my website. Now had finally time to move it to a different server. So it's fast. (laughs) <laughs> you just type it in and you get to see something. 
yeah, LinkedIn. I never check LinkedIn to be honest. So Facebook or Clara Adelaiman.com. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out to do the interview and go through this, uh, in, in, like I thought it was really interesting because at the event, I never expected you to do the interview with us at the event when you're like, I don't do testimonials. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then to, it was not pass, the moment like, oh for me. It was all yeah. like, uh, no, we didn't have any results yet. So I thought I yeah. can be really positive. Yeah. But now that this is happening, I was really feeling, you know, these guys are amazing. They're doing amazing work and I love giving back to you. I appreciate that. And, and, uh, Cody Moose, all of them have been so stoked too on, yeah. on how you're showing up and, and the way that the process has been unfolding for you. And it's fun because, uh-huh. you know, to know that this is only the start, right. Yeah. Uh, and, and once that 25 K week becomes possible, then it becomes consistent, you know, and then once it's consistent, then we crack our hundred K month. And then from there, starting to incrementally get it better and better and just how it goes. So step by step. Exactly. (laughs) Good. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Clara. It's been a blast. Absolutely. That's it for this week's interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy this interview, we do one like it every single week inside of our free Facebook group called Seven Figure Agency Owners and High Ticket Coaches. So if you're an agency owner, coach, service provider, and you're really wanting to scale to seven figures and beyond, join us inside the group. It's coachingsales.com forward slash group. Again, coachingsales.com forward slash group. See you on the inside. Thank you for listening to Coaching Sales with Mike and Cody. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'd also be grateful if you left us an honest rating and review. And finally, to claim a free gift for being our listener, visit coachingsales.com forward slash gift.